Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm. Uh, today, we have a couple of things to talk about. Um, actually, there's one. One thing that we're going to spend some time on. Um, I was just, you know, going through the internet like I do. And I saw a blog from a Washington State blog website. Um, and I guess they, they had just interviewed the the president of Washington State, whose name I don't know. Um, and there were a couple of interesting things in there, but one in particular that really stuck out to me. Um, and that was this. They were talking all about the new commissioner, George Klyovkov. And the first of all, the, the president for Washington State, he laid out a couple of kind of the key points for the Pac-12 presidents as they were going through this process. Um, and... The first one that he brought up was one of George Klyovkov's ideas. And basically how he framed it was this. So the Apple Cup, which is the game between Washington and Washington State, according to this podcast, um, George Klyovkov, when he was talking to the presidents, said, we need to make that a national event. Which is like not... I think I think you hear that and then you say, well, yeah, if, if you could do that, you absolutely would. Um, but then, you know, they talked a little bit more about it. And I don't know, it, it just made me think. So I want to talk a little bit about that because it's a different approach. On top of that, just like a quick Pac-12 network thing to touch on too. Um, that's a plan for today. Going to be a little bit shorter. Um, we'll get some uh, picks out for uh, these playoff series. Uh, you know, DraftKings pick of the week. Um, and yeah, it'll be a little bit shorter show. But uh, I've got a big Madden game today. <laughs> uh, it's, the, it's the AFC Championship. And Ryan has already won the NFC Championship. And so we're trying to make it the first ever all DNVR Super Bowl. And in about an hour, hour and a half or something like that, I've got a... I've got to go beat the Texans, and the Texans are a good team. Treat Cohen, very fast, very hard to tackle. Um, Derek King is – no, it's not, he doesn't have Derek King. Who does he have? I can't remember. But my team is really good. I'm uh, also really good, so I'm not too worried about it, but uh, a lot of big things happening. And then on top of that, uh, we've got the Avs game tonight. Hopefully some of you guys will be down at the bar for that. Um, for – those who are curious, just because I've gotten a couple of DMs about like how how does that all work? So the DMVR bar right now is 
basically back to normal. No masks. You don't need to wear a mask if you're vaccinated. Um, no social distancing. Um, it's just like, it's like being in the bar, except now everybody is also vaccinated um, for COVID-19. Uh, so not exactly like it was a year ago, but basically the same thing. Um, it does fill up. Um, so, so I was there on Monday and I think the last table got filled at, uh, it was right as the game was starting, just like maybe a couple minutes before the game started. Um, I wasn't there. I was at the game on Wednesday and so I didn't see it, but I was told that it was standing room only, um, which means the tables are filled and people were standing cause that's a thing that you can do at a bar. Um, I would say that like on weekdays, if you get there like a half hour early, you're going to be just fine. Maybe even like 15 minutes. Um, on weekends, this is kind of our first, they've been telling people like an hour. I, I, I would guess like 45 minutes is fine. At the same time, I'm going to get there an hour early. So anybody who's interested in watching the abs and nuggets down at the DMVR bar, there you go. There's a couple of things to look for. Um, before we jump into this though, a couple more words about our presenting sponsor, the Colorado XOs. Uh, so the Colorado XOs are a rugby team. They train out in Glendale, same place as the U.S. national team. They're trying to uh, kind of turn themselves into a farm system for the national team, basically a place where athletes who have kind of maybe not competed at the highest level of their sport, but very, very high levels within their sport can turn to uh, try their hand at rugby. And then they train them up, push them over to the U.S. national team, and that's the idea so far in their first season they are i think five and three still um so that's pretty good considering that none of these people have ever played rugby before um you can follow along with dmvr rugby on twitter the dmvr rugby podcast or at the dmvr.com you can read the written content okay um so yeah it was kind of an interesting idea. And again, like the first thought when you hear we should make this a national event is like, well, duh, if we could just do that, it would have been done. But the way it would work is basically just marketing it. And and this is something that we've talked about a little. Not This is not something we've talked about before, but we have talked about like marketing the Pac-12 and a bunch of that kind of stuff before. And so... You know, this is like a little bit different thing, but here's here's what I struck me. So usually when it comes down to like the, the marketing of a, a game, because, you know, that's what he's talking about is like the Apple Cup. Plus you do the same thing for other games. What you talk about is like the the like the, the TV network, you know, you watch Auburn, Alabama, that's going to be promoted on CBS because those games, at least for, I think like one more year, two more years are, are still on CBS. And so the, the network is like, okay, we have this really cool thing. We've paid them. Now we want to make sure that a bunch of people watch it. And if you're Alabama and Auburn, you, well, I mean, at, at the very, let me say this, uh, this is kind of not true, but it's kind of true. You don't really care if you're Auburn and Alabama, how many people watch you care how much you get paid for that game. And you get paid the same amount from CBS regardless of how much or how many people watch. But if you, like, look ahead to the future, like, the more people that watch, the more your rights are worth in the future. There, there's, like, plenty of reasons you do want people to watch. But it's mostly CBS who has paid the rights fees for this game that, you know, they want people to watch it because they do, you know, care about the ratings. Um... 
And because of that, they market the game. You you turn on your TV all week. People are, you know, shoving it down your throat saying, this Sunday, like, you got Alabama SEC at, at noon. After that, whatever. But people are talking about it because CBS is paying people to talk about it. Now, you also have, like, people talking about, like, the radio and that kind of stuff. And that's not necessarily because they get paid to do it. That's because there's, like, that's because people want to hear them talk about it. You know, at the very lowest level of all the topics you talk about, you know, if you're a national radio host, you have 30, 40 a week. That week, that's going to be one of them that kind of carries through. And maybe it's not even that many. Maybe it's more like 15 every week because there will be something that happens like every night that gets talked about the next day. But then there will be like the bulk of what you talk about is the same storyline and just kind of over the course of the week as it builds toward the game. And then the next week, there's more of a reset. Um, and, and so they talk about that because people are interested. People are interested because, you know, f- wow, why are people interested in Alabama-Auburn football? I thought there'd be like an easy thing to say that there isn't. I mean, because over time they've watched these teams play and they're like, yeah, we, we like watching them play. We care about them. Maybe, maybe we're a fan of one of the teams, but mostly we just want to watch them play for whatever reason, whether it's because we're Oklahoma fans and we want to see – Oklahoma get a chance at the college football playoff. So if somebody knocks off Bama, that would be really cool. People have all sorts of different reasons for watching. Um, Going back to this Apple Cup thing, you know, marketing the game, to me, like, it it isn't about, like, getting people to watch that week. You know, it's like, the game is this Saturday, come watch this. And that's kind of what the commercials would say. But... It's more about like building this long standing, like, oh yeah, the Apple Cup. That's a cool thing. And, and that's not the thought that people are going to have initially. You know, or, or uh, when we talk about people, I mean like your average college football fan in Iowa or Ohio or, you know, wherever, somewhere east probably. They, they hate the West. Um, but like they're, they're just going to be like, oh, the Apple Cup. Come on. I'm not going to watch that. Washington, Washington State. And, you know, it's. It's something where I think you could wear it down. It's you're there's nothing you could do to change that person's mind in, in the next 15 minutes. You know, it's just not going to happen. But over the course of a few years of marketing this kind of stuff, you know, that's how you kind of just rebuild this feeling that people have. And you know, getting back to the main point here, the Pac-12 marketing this. You know, I'm actually not even sure exactly what that looks like. You know, it could be very similar to. You know, the SEC example where, you know, CBS pays it. If if Apple Cup's on, say, ESPN, maybe the pac 12s like, hey, we want you to promote this all week. We'll, we'll split the cost with you. We'll split the cost. And, and and maybe the ESPN's like, yeah, I mean, getting that thing advertised for half price, we're totally in. And the pac 12s like, yeah, for whatever reason, that's one way, one thing it could look like. It could be just pumping things up on social media, um, you know, sending tweets out. Maybe Maybe they're like... Partnered with uh, who? Who even is partnered with the Pac-12 right now? I feel like uh, wow, it's been a while. Um, in terms of like the big brands, um, but just say whoever. I mean, Wendy's they have a good social media team. Maybe the Pac-12 is like, hey, tweet about this game for us, promote it, get it in front of a bunch of people, and we'll pay you for it. You know, it, it could work that way too. Um, it could be like physical promotions. Even they could get billboards. Put them where they want. You know, that'd be kind of an old school way to do it. There, there's a bunch of different ways you could do it. I just really like the idea. Uh, I think that it 
it just creates in people's minds like it reminds them that it exists first of all and if you can win somebody over get them to watch it like of course that is great and that is what you're shooting for um but just reminding people the apple cup exists and then doing the same thing with you know the usc ucla oregon oregon state um stanford all those different things it makes a lot of sense to me it makes a lot of sense to me and i think that that is you know a, a smart move and should be something that is emphasized going forward and i really liked hearing from the the presidents that in their conversations with george kliofkov that's something that he brought up and again it makes sense that he would bring that up because he's coming from vegas vegas is all about promotion like literally everything in vegas is about promotion um I mean, where do you even start? Like, we can start with uh, the, the the sports stuff. I mean, all the boxing, you have just billboards everywhere about the boxing match that's going to be wherever. Probably somewhere that George Klyovkov or somebody under him was managing. Um, you know, the UFC stuff. There's all sorts of sports advertisements. There's, like, the shows. There's just signs everywhere. Um, there's, there's like, ads for half or, like, $7 steak dinners. And, like, also everywhere you look, somebody's trying to sell you something or convince you that this is the casino to spend your money. All, all those different things. That's the world that George Klyovkov has been in. And, and obviously, specifically on the sports side, on the promoting boxing side, promoting UFC. Um, I guess he probably doesn't do too much in terms of promoting the Vegas Knights. Again, the way that worked was like MGM ran a T-Mobile arena, um, but they were only like 42.5% owners. I think the team owned the rest, but but they did operate the arena. They didn't obviously operate the team. Um, real story, actually a kid on my lacrosse team back in Montana, his, uh, his grandpa owns that team. And I wasn't like close with him, but they used to like, that was right when the team started or was starting. They went down there. Some a couple of the kids on my lacrosse team like got tryouts. None of them made the team. Who saw that coming? But but yeah, that's a little tangent. The point is like he wasn't necessarily promoting the Knights, but I'm sure there was something with that. He was at least involved or knew what was going on, probably in some meetings maybe with that kind of stuff. So Having a commissioner who comes from that background, I think it kind of adds up. You know, the fact that you hear from presidents that that was the really big thing, or at least one president, that that was the really big thing that stuck with them was like, oh, yeah, we should promote this. Which, again, sounds like a dumb thing to have to say. Like, yeah, if we can get people more interested, we should do that. Um, but coming up with the actual plan, and again, obviously, I couldn't come up with a plan. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe split the cost at the SPN. You know, figuring out how to best do that. And then build from there, not just promoting these games, these rivalry games, but promoting your stars, you know, saying, and this is something actually George Klyovkov brought up in his introductory press conference. He said, you know, we need to do a better job marketing student athletes. And he brought up how that helps the NIL thing too. The bigger the brands for your stars, the more money they make and the more money you get to tell recruits that they could potentially make if things go well for them at whatever Pac-12 school. Um, and it all just kind of builds together I mean, even re recruiting or, or advertising to entice recruits, you know, even if you're a Colorado recruit seeing like a, a really, really great Apple Cup, you're like, oh, yeah, these teams, that, that's a cool game. These are cool teams like we want to watch that. I want to play against that, you know, and obviously not playing in that game. But I think just bringing the uh, attention to the Pac-12 and 
all that, like that is obviously what's missing. I mean, eh, you also need to just straight up get better at football or, you know, I don't even want to go that far. You know, some, some people might say we are good enough to compete right now. We have the talent to compete right now. We have the coaches to compete right now. You know, we've heard it before. I don't personally agree, but what needs to happen is that teams start winning more games, you know, and we've talked about that a lot. You just need somebody to go 11 and one, 10 and two, whatever, something like that to give yourself a chance at the college football playoff. And there just hasn't been a real chance in, in the last couple of years. Um, anything else here? I feel like that's most of it, but I do think that again, we've been talking about this stuff a lot and we're almost done talking about all this stuff. Um, but it makes sense. And I'm glad that that's something that is being prioritized is figuring out how to market the PAC 12, because obviously it's not going well right now. Um, we're going to take a quick break. This is going to be a little bit shorter show because there's a, a lot going on again today. Um, but want to remind you guys about the awesome deal that uh, DraftKings Sportsbook has right now. Um, this, it's called like the hammer the over. You, you just, there's the, the game one thing. You just bet on it, the, the, the over. And for every 1,500 people, it falls back down to another point. Eventually, it gets all the way down to just being guaranteed $25. It's $25 bet at even odds. It's awesome. It's really awesome. It's free money. It's that game one Clippers Mavs. Um, so, so definitely get in on that. It really is a great sports book. There's a, there's just so many different things you can do. You know, you can bet on golf. You can bet on basketball. You can bet on hockey. You can bet on like, I bet on NWSL. It's actually the only sports book I've found that actually lets you bet on that. It has the most leagues. Um, it has the odds boosts, which I think are great. I mean, you know, that's always my strategy for the PGA championship is just, or, or all the majors really, but that's the one that's this weekend is just take a different golfer every day. Cause they'll give you a 25% boost every day. So if you get somebody, a, you know, plus 1200, well, guess what? Now they're plus 1500. That's, that's three units back, which is uh, a nice haul again, if you win, but uh, you know, even going down to Vegas, like you go out there and it's like, they do not have the same betting options. You know, they don't have as many player props. You can't just bet on points and rebounds and all that stuff. Um, you can't live bet. It's 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 honestly better to be a better in Colorado with the DraftKings Sportsbook app than to be in Vegas. I truly, deeply believe that. Um, so make sure that you take advantage of that, uh, that hammer the over thing. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Make sure you use the promo code DMVR when you sign up. Um, it helps us out. Um, and you get an, some awesome bonuses by doing that. Um, must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, um, we have, uh, some friends over at Solace Meds as well. So Solace Meds has four locations in Colorado. Plus I think there's like two in Oklahoma. Like I think they're maybe both in Oklahoma city. I can't remember. Um, but the ones in Colorado, they're in, uh, Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge. There's one off Broadway and one that's just a couple of blocks away on East Colfax from the DMVR bar. Um, and they've got a bunch of deals uh, for Memorial Day weekend. It's buy three, get one free in the entire store. That's, just, I mean, obviously a great deal um, for all, the entire month of May. 
you get 20% off all glacier concentrates, 20% off mile high extractions, 20% off CBN gummies, two for $25 off koala and solace 100 milligram bars, 15% off any three grams of connoisseur concentrates. And remember, all of these amazing deals you can take advantage of and then also get an additional 20% off your entire purchase when you use the code DMVR20 at checkout. So you get to combine these deals, which is just kind of crazy, honestly. Um, again, it's it's. I would recommend getting on their website, doing everything there, just throwing that DMVR20 code, and then you just go and pick it up. Super easy. You can do that at solacemeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. Um, and remember, use that DMVR20 to save 20% off your entire purchase, regardless of if you have other deals in there. And you get to use that code every time you go. Um, it's an awesome deal, so definitely do that. Okay, um, before we get out of here, DraftKings Pick of the Week. Uh, this is going to be this is going to be a fun one. Again, it's playoff season. We're going Nuggets. Um, here's what I'm thinking: when they don't have anybody who can score, or really any guards, or you know any of that outside of Nikola Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. You should be taking these these props on these two just scoring points. You know, don't mess around with the rebounds and the the assists and all that kind of stuff. Like, just take the points because early on in the series, I think that the Nuggets are just going to have to go to, you know, their stars to score. And that's, that's something that they've obviously done a little bit during the season. Like, Nikola Jokic is about to win the MVP. But... The playoffs are different. You know, the playoffs are where you just do what you are best at, whether that's a pick and roll, whether that's an ISO from whoever, whether it's posting up whoever, whether that's him here and him here and him cutting this way. You know, you just do what you're, what you're best at as much as you can until it gets stopped. And then once it gets stopped, then you counter and do something else. You know, it isn't like the regular season where it's like, oh, okay, sure, you, you have a go this time. You have a go this time. Um and that's something the Nuggets did very well last year. Just going to that Nicole Jokic, Jamal Murray uh, two-man game um, where either it's like a pick and roll or a weird sort of pick and roll where like Jokic has the ball in like the high post and Jamal's cutting off him and maybe it's a handoff. Like, you know, there's a bunch of different ways that it goes. Obviously, no Jamal Murray this series. Um, again, that's why we go MPJ. That's why we go MPJ, um, because somebody needs to score those points. Uh, the line set at 22 and a half points. He's got it. He's got it. He's always got it. Um, the, the, his past numbers would say he's got it. So don't even worry about it. Take those MPJ points if you want. I mean, Joker points is going to be good, too. And uh, make yourself some money to start the series off. Um, in terms of the actual series, I don't know. I'm... I honestly don't know what to expect from the Nuggets in these playoffs. If, if they're a, a championship contender, that would not surprise me. I think they have the talent. I think that they have the systems. I think that they have like the attitude. And I don't get scared by, honestly, anybody in the West. You know, who's number one? The Jazz are number one? Like, pff, the Jazz. Okay, cool, whatever. That I'm not saying the Nuggets would beat them, but I'm saying that it would, at the very least, be a, a very competitive series. And from there, it's like, like the Lakers are old now, the Clippers, eh. You know, like I I do see a path there. At the same time, Dame could just go off and end them right in the beginning. 
And without Jamal Murray, again, they might just not be good enough to, to beat playoff teams. And that wouldn't be the biggest surprise to me either. And that's why, you know, we're just going to watch these first few games, figure it out from there. Um, so there you go. There's the DraftKings pick of the week. MPJ points. Um, that's going to do it for today. I'll be back again on Monday, as always, with another podcast.